Greetings, Force users, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. Thank you for joining us today on a very happy May the 4th. Today we are talking about Clone Wars, the final season, created by George Lucas, written and directed by Dave Filoni, and we're also going to talk about The Bad Batch, because that's coming out today. We're stoked. Thanks so much for being here. And by God, we're Star Wars fans. You didn't introduce us. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> well, should I do it again? Don't you care? No, no, nah. I don't nah. want to. No. Oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Star Wars inside the Tauntaun. This is our podcast opening song. Alyssa, Daniel, and Dino talking about Star Wars. Like and subscribe. This is a solo podcast now. Oh my god, a Han Solo oh. podcast? Han Solo. Well, hello there. That's Dino. And that's hello. Daniel. They... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> no, you're not. We I'm all not. know you're trying and to. Honestly, you all know. This is a Lisa podcast. Welcome to a talk about a lesbian Star Wars <laughs> story. Yeah. That's what this is. It's yeah. the lesbian agenda. At work. <laughs> that <laughs> is correct. Mm-hmm. You know what? And it's about time. Honestly, it's about time. Yeah. If you're not familiar with it, read my collected works. I've been doing some serious research. Great. <laughs> the so lesbians are reclaiming their time. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Uh, May the 4th. It is here. Uh, happy May the 4th. May the 4th. Do you 4th remember be what we were doing? You. May last, 4th of last year? Last May the 4th, we. The exact same we're thing. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. We're doing the exact same thing. We were in three different places recording on Zoom. But and... we're so much fancier now. I was in my dining room like an idiot with all the echoes and the refrigerator noises. And the, and the refrigerator sounds. noises. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yes, and we've the come a long way. Yeah, setup is better, and you know things in the world are looking more hopeful and brighter and as well. All three of us are fully vaccinated, and oh yes, huzzah! Um, we are able to be in the same place to record again, which is great. But we haven't quite figured out the tech yet, but we will, and it's going to be dope. Will. Believe it or not, we're not sound engineers, and I know that surprises Weird. you. Weird. Um, Shocking. Because apparently, apparently, and I've just heard this uh, offhand, that you have to go to school for that, uh, um, uh, which I think is ridiculous because That's it takes so no skill silly. whatsoever. <laughs> Come on. Some people are just self-taught and incredible, though, to be That's honest. True. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Or they take a couple contracts and learn how to do it and... Yeah, I did this session like uh, two weeks ago with this guy who, no joke, like was probably one of the best engineers I have ever worked with. And on a bathroom break, he told me that he's normally just, you know, a a music guy, music director. And uh, okay. during the past year of the pandemic has just taught himself how to do everything. I was like, you have got it's to be incredible. kidding me. 
I mean, here's uh, the thing. I got to give us all yeah. credit where it's due, though. I mean, like, because all three of us have been sort of like <laughs> thrust into becoming engineers. And I feel like we're doing all right. Yes. You know, we came a long way. We do. Yeah. What we, we do what we can. We do, we do what we, we can. can. It's a br- brave new world. And the the purpose of it is just that we can all talk to each other about Star Wars and <sighs> be excited about that. And we have so much Star Wars content coming. Yes. It's it's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. And specifically today, which is not actually today because we're recording earlier than May the 4th, but... Don't tell them that. I'm sorry. Ruined. That's just the way That's that how conspiracy these things theories work. Are this formed. isn't live, damn it. But, um, oh my God, we'll just pretend, oh my God, you guys, I can't wait to watch The Bad Batch today. I it's can't wait to today. watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magic is gone. Yes, so... We thought uh, in preparation for the Bad Batch, which we have been really excited about, that we would kind of do a Clone Wars final season chat, which we have yes. never done. Preparation. Yeah, we didn't talk 66. about what was, which was maybe like the best, best Star Wars to come out last year, and I am including oh. Mandalorian season mm-hmm. two in that. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. I mean, my God, that just, just specifically. That one episode, the the Phantom Apprentice alone oh, was my some of the best Star Wars. We've that that ever last had. episode, that 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 last four episode yeah, arc. Yeah, the arc. Is... Yeah, the whole arc Ooh. is just incredible. And so, I mean, okay, first of all, if you're not, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, I know I've said this a thousand times, but what is wrong with Seriously, you? You, yeah, you you had an entire year of being forced to do nothing. Please, God, please watch that show. It's so good. And it really if is. you were like me and kind of had a little bit of a hard time getting into it at the beginning. Yeah, honestly, yeah, same. I would also just, same. I would just recommend, it's not going to be quite as impactful, but watch yeah. the final season yeah. and, and have that, you know, blow your mind and then be like, okay, now I need to, you know, do it, do it in weird Star Wars order. Do it you know, right. in, in the fact, middle of the story and then go back. There was a there was a great end shoot. You know what? After after the podcast, I'll find it and we'll maybe we'll post it with our Instagram post or something. But um, there was a like a, a an article that gave a list of specific Clone Wars episodes to like watch before season seven to kind of oh, like cute, get cute. you, you know, up to speed. Because really, like the more the more important one important ones yeah yeah the more important ones to catch up on are the clone wars episodes that starts with the red clone wars logo which is basically like the episodes that are going to revolve around the uh Darth Maul storyline uh, story arc mm-hmm. yeah anything to do with the mandalore really is useful for your mandalorian watching as well yeah very much because so. This is all part of what we'll call the wider Filoni verse of Star Wars. <laughs> Filoni verse! Oh I my God! It. Trademark. Uh, <laughs> where uh, the Mandalorian derives a lot of its storylines and characters now from things they set up in Clone Wars, and then they later carried on into Rebels. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so this is kind of becoming—I wouldn't say necessary watching yet, but. I mean, just a level below that. It's very important. It adds so much flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially to the um, the prequel films. Like, if if you if you want yes. a newer, uh, like more deeper appreciation for the sequels. I mean, sorry, the the prequels. It's um, 
it, it, it it's totally required watching, at least in my mind. Or um, if you felt like the prequels ruined the entire franchise, I would also <laughs> recommend watching Clone Wars because yeah. it's masterful in its ability to take, you know, different story arcs and stuff and, and give them more meat, gu- you know, meat and deliciousness. So, mm-hmm. um, right. Yeah, it's just it's super fantastic, and and, and uh, I loved Rebels. That's that's still my like favorite Your cup of tea. animated. And series. we'll plug it if um, uh, almost a. I mean, it's we've still got a few months to go, but almost a year ago we released our audio drama mm-hmm. yeah. adaptation of Twilight of the Apprentice from Rebels. If you haven't, which is one of the best episodes that, of the series. Yes, you can find it on YouTube. I still can't believe we did that. Yeah, I still can't believe you did that, Dino. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I, I'll I'll remind people who who, do or you know tell people who haven't or just started listening to us now. But um, when we did this, we're just like, oh, it's gonna be this cute little like you know Zoom read, read, and we're just gonna all sit around the campfire and read a script because we funny voices. Yeah, and do funny voices. (laughs) He's sat down for how many weeks? I like like. Well, it was kind of like. It was like pulling a thread at a sweater because oh, he started totally. he started out and kind of like, you know, did lots of sound effects and uh, you know, amazing Samuel Kim's music underneath like mm-hmm. the first couple minutes of it. Like, and then oh my God, what and then I it done? was like, Oh well we now that we know there's no what turning that back. feels like, <laughs> there's, there's no there's no other option. And yeah. down down it, it, the it was a mistake we and w- I don't think we ever truly like Daniel said we never truly discussed what we were doing with it. And, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. I put some music at the beginning and like a little like ambiance sound effect for like a cockpit. It's like, "Oh god." No, this sounds oh, so cool. Yeah. And then uh, cool. and then it became a big old and then, bag of worms. And then 4 months later. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Um but yeah, Rebels is dope too. Very, very dope, and dope. adds so much depth to Star Wars. Um, but yeah, it, um, and also like just in this last season, this is what I liked about the most. I think about the last. Well, maybe not the most, but um, just just very masterful by um, in regards to Filoni. Um, the last season did a number of things. It was like the first chunk of the season was kind of. Uh, connecting that show to the rest of the the Star Wars universe, like outside of the films, and well, and actually, just like the even the extra like side films, like Solo and uh, Rogue One, um, uh, but also like Mandalorian, and uh, just like very much introducing these little little tidbits here and there to attach it. To the greater Star Wars universe, and then the last chunk was sort of attaching it to like basically all three uh, trilogies of films, like the prequels, the, the originals, and the the sequels. Um, uh, right. So yeah, it's really just like a he he did such a good job. Like and and there's just so many little little Easter eggs to kind of connect the dots with every single series. Like even the, um, <laughs> even the droids have like silly little lines where like, um, oh gosh, one of them says like, um, uh, what's going on? Like, uh, is it, I, it was basically an exact quote of, of the tr- stormtroopers from, uh, a new hope. Um, mm-hmm. 
little stuff like that. Just really, really cute. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of connecting it to the wider universe, the and you mentioned Solo, uh, you start to see the breadcrumbs laid for something. I don't think they've even technically planned yet. Yes, exactly what I was getting at. at the time uh, with the Lando series coming out yep. to Disney+. Plus and, and maybe uh, even the Ahsoka Darth- series, potentially. 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 But, uh, but it, I mean, it really sets up the themes that kind of get explored in Solo with Darth Maul as the head of Crimson Dawn. Uh-huh. You see uh, Dryden Voss, Paul Bettany's character. You see him in a hologram of all the kind of crime lords who work under Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So it's setting up this like CD, and even Maul says it. He's like, I- "I'm, you know, there's no competing with the Sith. Uh, Sidious is unbeatable. So what I'm going to do is capitalize on kind of the you know, building a gross underbelly under the Empire, a criminal empire that he can profit from." And and that's another seek thing revenge. too that we've we've uh, chatted about this before um, on the pod, but. Uh, we're so glad that they had, you know, created another platform for Maul because he's such yeah. a rich, interesting, awesome character. And to have and only so beautifully had... acted too. Oh yeah, Sam Whitaker. I mean, like to have <laughs> to have that alone from a series is like amazing. But they gave us so much more. It's oh, it's just awesome. Yeah, Maul. I, I love what they do with Maul in this this last arc. It, it shows his treachery, his his anger, all the things that made him a Sith. But it also shows just the brokenness, mm-hmm. the the betrayal, mm-hmm. the and then you know trying to convince Ahsoka to join him, yeah. which is such a a wonderful line of poetry in Star Wars. Yeah. Is, you know, you always have that one person reaching the hand out to someone else. And yes, join me. <laughs> how privy he was. It's so interesting to, to note how privy he was to his master's endgame. Right. Like he, mm. he knew what was coming. And there's just this sense of foreboding of like, you guys have no idea. Yeah. Well, like, he even it's says, so bad. Even I wasn't fully involved in the planning of it. He says like, a line. Just, um, he basically repeats almost the exact same thing that Leia says in the sequel films. Um, you know, always in the shadows, always watching or whatever. Like, mm. that is something that, like, both of them say, which is, like, another, like, connection that they're making with the films. Um, but, yeah. It's the fact yeah, that, like, I mean, the sense... Maul knew everything all along. Right, and the and the sense of dread. Like, he even he's... Worried. Worried about it. And... Yeah. My God, his last final like primal scream that he makes as he's oh. getting like taken away. He's like, "We're all gonna die. We're all, gonna, all gonna burn, burn or whatever." Yeah. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> so, so haunting oh. and amazing. Yeah. Talk about making Order sixty six far worse than I don't know. Even Revenge of the Sith portrayed it, mm-hmm. and that was pretty. I remember that being pretty harrowing. Seeing that for the first time, seeing all the Jedi gunned down. Oh, oh. yeah. This yeah. just adds a whole nother psychological layer to to Ahsoka feeling of like a visceral something's happening, mm-hmm. and then you can see Maul feels it, and and of course her connection with the clones. Yeah, it's that's been a ticking time bomb since the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. If if you understood where it was leading, 
Yeah, because we don't really get the relationship, but and that that's because I mean, you know, these these clones, like um, each uh, Jedi master basically had like their little their little group of clones that would like help them and follow them around. So they all they all developed like a you know a deep bond with some of these people because like each of the and I think that's that this is what the show does so well is it it shows us that each of these clones are not just like. They're not robots. They right, all they're not have carbon like a copies soul. of each, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. They all have feelings and like friends and, you know, relationships and so so when you watch the 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 um uh the prequels again and like knowing all of that, it just makes that moment so much more complicated and sad and so oh my gosh. sad. The the relationship um the the way that they wrote the relationship with Rex and Ahsoka is Ugh. one of my is one of my favorite Star Wars relationships. It's honestly. so great. I love yeah. it so much because there's he cares there's, for her so much. He care, yeah, and vice versa. yeah. It's just it's that's the thing that I love, and I've talked about this before. That's the thing that I love the most about Star Wars are these very. You know, the opposite of like a, a one or a two dimensional relationship in an action or a sci fi fantasy film. Yeah. Right. They they dig in so deep to those and and you know, why why these characters behave the way that they do. And so mm-hmm. it's just like right. always a, a fascinating and beautiful study of of humanity. Yeah. With, within within the, the Star Wars um realm, you know. Totally. Uh, yeah, he literally had to fight his programming oh to not gosh. kill her. And you can and, and you can see that in him. I mean, the uh, he's I, so confused. He's so confused at what is going on, but he's doing it. And then it, it is just so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kudos to the animators too. And it's it's just a wonderful like marriage between the animators and the actors because like you know um, working out that that subtlety. Um, in like the the acting choices, I'm doing quotation marks, like you know, with the with the way that the animated, it's just so brilliantly done because you get all of that. That um, mm-hmm. it's it was it's the <laughs> and that's another thing too that you'll see if you watch the entire series from beginning to end. Like they have they have improved upon their animation skills like yes. so oh, much. Just as like a little um, reminder to myself, I watched a few minutes of the pilot episode oh. <laughs> today mm-hmm. and then watched the final two episodes of the series and it, it is night and day different yeah and uh it took me a little while to get adjusted to the animation style at the beginning in the first place same but right. um oh my gosh like specifically specifically the the final shot of the series Whew. it does not look animated it oh no looks legitimately like live action yeah, or 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 at the at like the very worst like motion capture, right? Kind of that video game. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's yeah, just totally. level so of realism. Um, so beautiful. Um, yeah. Well, should we just kind of do like a Siege of Mandalore one hundred and one? You know, Order sixty six one hundred and one for for those that maybe didn't watch the show that are sure yeah thinking of, thinking of joining in on bad batch and not watching anything else before <laughs> yeah f- fire away <laughs> all right so uh this is on wikipedia the siege of mandalore also known as the battle of mandalore or attack on mandalore 
um, which engulfed the Outer Rim world of Mandalore at the end of the Clone Wars. It was a battle that saw a Galactic Republic military intervention on the side of the Rebels against those loyal to the Shadow Collective during the Mandalorian Civil War. Um, former Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano and Clone Commander Rex led a division of the 501st Legion of Clone Troopers to apprehend the former Sith Lord Maul, who controlled Mandalore by proxy via puppet leader Prime Minister Almec. Maul, having had visions of the coming of the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Galactic Empire under his old master, Darth Sidious, had intended the battle as a trap for Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and his former apprentice. Jedi Anakin, uh, Jedi, Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker, wishing to finally take his revenge on Kenobi and to kill Sky and to kill Skywalker so that Sidious could not make him his new Sith apprentice. However, Maul's plan was foiled when the two Jedi were called away to the Battle of Coruscant instead. Coruscant. Although Rex and Tano succeeded in their mission, uh, the issuance of Order 66 by Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine Bastard. disrupted their effort to transport the captive Maul to the Jedi High Council, and the rise of the Empire rendered the victory essentially meaningless. The Empire seized control of Mandalore and occupied the world, establishing an Imperial Academy. So that's that's the Siege of Mandalore. Dun, 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 dun. And not yeah. to be confused, because... I think I sort of was when I first started watching The Mandalorian. Mm. Uh, not that siege. <laughs> different. Right. Different siege. No, it's not the purge. Not yeah, there's the a purge. siege and then the, there's a purge. The, the, sea, the, the purge comes after the Empire has yeah. taken Mandalore. In case you're confused like I was. Um, so so actually that, that summary is good because it, if you're, if you're about to jump into Mandalorian – Hop on over to Wik- Wikipedia and Absolutely. just give give that the once over because yeah. that that is super helpful. Yeah. Three paragraphs, get a little bit of um, info there, and it definitely um uh kind of sets up Bo Katan and mm-hmm. like her like yes her needs the line and of wants. succession for the for the dark saber and yeah. And, um, what was particularly brilliant. Uh, about the last arc was how it created kind of two parallel paths that you know to basically connect the movie to Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. right? Kind of instantaneously when when Anakin and Ahsoka have been reunited, really for first time in a long time right. since Ahsoka left the Order, mm-hmm. they get a few fleeting moments. He gives her a lightsaber together, and he presents her with two new lightsabers, <laughs> and the. Uh, the clone force blue, just being, like his. having their ar- armor colored to look like her. You get to see for the last time, like pure Anakin. Yeah. The humanity before, before it, I mean, it, it takes a really deep dive or, you know, steep dive mm-hmm. not long after he and Obi-Wan have to run off. And I love that, that moment where they're like, Coruscant's under attack. We need Kenobi and, and Anakin. It's like, we got to see that, like the absolute moment before, which is so, Awesome. And then Very to know cool. while you're watching Revenge of the Sith that the Republic's out fighting on Mandalore too and you right. have this whole thing with Darth Maul and it just it adds this fullness to to what was already by far the best movie in the prequels. Oh, hands oh down. sure. Hands down. Hands down. A lot of people, a lot of younger people think it's their favorite I don't want to say think they they say it's their their favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. Um 
I which, don't agree uh, with it, but I mean, <laughs> I, no, you're wrong. But <laughs> but, but you know, uh, no, it's it, it it's high points are as good as any moments in the series. Totally agree. Um, yeah, and I just I, I I love that this this show kind of wrapped its arms around, like you were saying at the beginning, Alyssa, that it kind of wrapped its arms around the prequels and enhanced. Mm-hmm. The viewing experience. Yeah. Um, and the fact that within a, I mean, they had seven series and the first, uh, I think the first like four or five se- seasons, sorry, not series, for uh, first four or five seasons uh, were like 22 episodes. So mm-hmm, they were, yeah. they were lots of episodes and the, the final couple were uh, 12 or 13. But uh, yeah, the fact that they kind of in that seven season span were able to do really like three full eras of Star Wars. Sure. Within them. Like that's that's incredible. Yeah. That's no. it is pretty astounding. I um I also have a great appreciation for um it's kind of like Marvel, you know, in the sense where it's it's really tough for them or not tough for them. It's like um they don't very often make continuity errors mm-hmm. um and in this uh this last season being so closely related to specifically the um revenge of the sith like that it would have been so easy for them to have made a few mistakes and it just is so seamless like the uh connecting it so well to like where they have like the hollow meetings and they're showing us the other side of the hollow meeting you know like yeah. you, like um yeah. which is so so such a fun detail and also just um and new details um that 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 connect it to the um you know the other parts of the star wars universe like we see the young um a young uh oh gosh from rebels um kanan yeah yeah yeah. before he became uh, kanan um who's his uh depa balaba is that i think think that's that's that Kanan's sounds master. right. Yeah, and somebody who's originally mm-hmm. on the council that we see it. Yeah, and they're yeah I they're standing so. around the the hollow table or whatever and discussing things, and you can just see him yep. just standing there. I mean, of course, you know, you might not know who he is, but the you know, <laughs> Star Wars nerds are like, oh, yeah, it's very very fun. Um, and oh god, um, I I just thinking about all these little these little nuggets that I'm remembering in my head now. Um, uh. Musical cues galore, which is so fun. Um, but like, I think it was in the the in the siege where um, uh, Ahsoka um, is like talking to, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, and he's like dying basically, and kind of revealing to her that uh, they want that the the emperor wants Anakin or. He wants, and he says like Skywalker as he's like dying, which is basically exactly what Yoda says, <laughs> like as he's dying in the yeah. same exact way almost. And then you hear in the background the the same um, uh, the like that they played um, when Darth Vader Vader's takes off his mask for the first time. Um, Wow, I I just remember hearing that and seeing that and getting so many chills. I'm just like, oh, they know exactly what they're doing. It's very fun. and and it's very apparent. You kind of see the adversarial relationship kind of take form. Mace Windu doesn't want to include Ahsoka in any military mm-hmm. planning, right? Uh, because she left the order. Yeah, she's a civilian mm-hmm. now, and 
Yeah, the the um on like the final kind of hollow uh meeting that they had and he just like the way that he calls her citizen. Yep. Is, condescending. Like, so biting and yeah. yuck. Mm-hmm. But then to see Obi-Wan level with her and kind of start telling the truth about what or or they they both have a very candid conversation about kind of what they feel is going on and it's you know what it's very eerie yeah you bring up a really good point too because like i think i think another thing that filoni did like did he did um uh obi-wan a solid like his character arc for the prequels um really really got enhanced because um you know i if you watch the prequels just like you know on the outside it's like yeah sure that makes sense but then also you start asking yourself questions about like how did how did obi-wan not know about um about anakin's relationship with padme like you know they're so close like basically you know eat sleep and breathe each other and like he doesn't know but in this show they very much confirmed that he absolutely did know and well not only that he knew and he allowed for it because he did it yeah, he didn't. He didn't yeah. tell anybody. So it, it it enhances their relationship so much more because, like, you know, because that's what a good friend would do. I maybe you know, like, because it's complicated. Like, you know, he knows that it probably isn't good for him and probably will lead to bad things. But he knows how much it means to him. Or I, 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 it just it well, makes you really wonder what's going on in Obi Wan's head. Obi Wan is the Padawan of Qui Gon right. Jinn, and yeah. if there's one thing about Qui Gon Jinn that we know it's that he didn't always play by the rules as far <laughs> right. as the Jedi Council and their dogma was considered. He's and a he maverick. passed that on to Obi-Wan. This way, I, I could imagine Qui-Gon Jinn having loved somebody more than uh, platonically, more than, you know, more than the kind of general yeah. Jedi, you know, general love Jedi are supposed to express. And Obi-Wan does it with Satine, Bo-Katan's sister. Right. And... And it just, it, it absolutely, by the time you get to Alec Guinness in A New Hope, it is very clear that man uh, is suffering from some PTSD. Yeah. And if you oh. if you watch that scene with Luke totally. where they're in his living room and he's talking about uh, Anakin Skywalker and the, the Clone Wars and, and just this dead look in his eyes, mm-hmm. like this just glazed over look. And then you can go back to Clone Wars and remember that Maul murdered Satine. Anakin falls to the dark side. Obi-Wan then is hunted by Maul. He has to fight him, avenge him, mm-hmm. and then forgive him. <laughs> that he's capable oh gosh, of that all scene. of that. Yeah. Just uh, makes me very excited for the Obi-Wan to... show, you know. Oh my gosh. Yes. My goodness. Oh my gosh. Um well, let's take a little brief break here from from Clone Wars and since and talk about you know, our sponsors. No, we don't have any about, sponsors. JK. <laughs> we're about <laughs> we don't have but any we of like those. Them, so please um, send them our way. Uh, what are you two most excited about in this upcoming year of of Star Wars? Oh gosh. content. Uh, well, wait. I don't. I don't necessarily know if it's within this year, but um. Yeah, just well, in the on horizon the horizon in general. It can just be on the um, mm-hmm. Probably, it, it it it's kind of a tie between the Ahsoka show and the Obi Wan show, I think. But if you're gonna put a gun to my head, probably the Ahsoka show. Honestly, yeah. Okay. All right, Dino. 
Yeah, I... I mean, Mandalorian season three is going to be fucking dope too, probably. But I mean, I, I'm I'm leaning Ahsoka show because we're going to get allegedly we're going to get live action Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral and Thrawn. Thrawn. Our big blue boy. Who they need to cast for that role? Then it's going to be Ooh, nails, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say. I think right now I'm I'm gonna say Obi Wan because that they have insinuated that he and Vader meet. Oh, I mean, just having which, both of those actors back in the same room together. Wow. Well, yeah, giving Hayden Christensen, call it whatever you want, yeah. but basically a redemption story totally. as far as fans are concerned. Um, well, and you know, and, and I, armed with good writing. You mm-hmm. you bring up another interesting point about um about Anakin's humanity like because in this last season uh you know we don't really get to see um like once he got the helmet on you don't see his face until he takes the helmet off um but uh they did a really clever and cool thing like in the last frame that you see um him like looking up into the sky at the at the owl or the bird or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. like maybe or may not Mm -hmm. represent um you know ahsoka um and you can see through the red you know eye lens and you can see his actual eye which is like very very cool yeah so i I, i'd I'd have to say the obi-wan series because i once we get to a new hope we assume the last time they saw each other was revenge of the sith yeah right and yeah, in the uh, flesh at least. Yeah. Well, I yeah in the flesh, but I mean I, it's assumed that's the last time. Like I, we we assume Obi Wan didn't necessarily know Anakin became, or looked like that. Right. Like when would when would they have encountered yeah. one another? And now we're gonna find out. Yeah, I guess it's just yeah. Ooh. Like it, it, I I will be interested to know, um, because in the. Original films, I uh, well, I don't know if he never. It, it, I can, I'm forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that he ever like assumed that Obi Wan was dead per se. Like maybe he knew he was alive, but he was just missing. Yeah, I don't think he assumed he was dead. I just I. Uh... So that maybe they're changing, like at least like they're they're making it more specific. Like oh no. Like Anakin or Darth Vader totally knew that he was alive, but like just knew that he was, you know, off the radar. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm more confused from Obi Wan's perspective of of when right. he encountered Vader because the the discussion they have is when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Right. And really, it was the other way around. Obi Wan left him. I mean, oh. Mm-hmm. Anakin abandoned the Jedi Order, but Obi-Wan literally left him to die. Right. So I wonder when we find out. I, I, I guess this series is going to paint the picture of when Obi-Wan realizes, oh, my God. Darth Vader is Anakin. He Well, yeah, and he's not dead. Right. Yeah, that, I, that that's going to be dark we as never, hell. Oh Obi-Wan never gets confirmation that Anakin is... We haven't seen it on screen. Truly dead. Yeah. He doesn't get the confirmation that, oh, my God, it's... That's going to be heavy. Yikes. Uh, What about you, Alyssa? What are you most excited for? Oh, I don't know. I think it's got to be like a, I think it's got to be a two-way tie. 
between Ahsoka and Obi Wan. But listen, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna put a gun to your head. Now you fucking, you must oh, choose. I have to choose. Okay. Um. You don't even. If I have to, have to, have to, have to choose. Sorry, not a gun. A blaster. We're gonna I do a, cho- a Star Wars blaster to your. Thanks. Head. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. A blaster. Um. I will choose nice. Obi Wan. Yeah. Just because. That's so fair. Because I basically, mean, like. Yeah, but I mean, I'm so excited for everything else too. Like we're so we're so freaking lucky. Like I'm super excited for the Andor. Oh yeah, the Andor show, show too. As well, Jeez. like, um, yeah. There's there's so much. You're going to be greatness ahead of us. So well, and exciting. speaking of greatness ahead of us, so May fourth, we are introducing the sequel successor series to Clone Wars: The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Which focuses on a group of clones which are introduced in the final season of Clone Wars, Clone Force 99. Which is a reference. The Bad Batch. Yes, it is a reference. So if you're confused as to who and what the Bad Batch are, the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99, are a group of quote-unquote deformed clones, enhanced clones, where something happened in the cloning process and deformed in a good way they don't look like clones but they have enhanced (laughs) abilities Mm -hmm. and they take the moniker clone force 99 it's based off a clone we see in the clone Wars series uh trooper 99 who serves on camino and something happened in the cloning process to him where he was deformed he aged super rapidly he's decrepit and he basically works as a janitor on Camino. Yeah, like he does he's such kind a of sweet character. those kind of tasks but mm-hmm. proves himself super valuable when the separatists attack Camino and try to take out the republic's cloning facilities and he died a hero he, he dies a hero and so that that gave uh that's right they, they, yeah, they gave the name to this yeah this uh, mutated group of clones um we could do a, a, a rundown of our roster here. Yes, so we've got it. Hunter, and he's the leader of the group. He is really good with a knife. He is probably the most well-spoken of the bunch, or at least the most, uh, I won't say well-spoken, mild-mannered. He he's, he's probably the least eccentric of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, He's definitely, have, like... Like, at least his character model is sort of modeled after, um, oh, God, what's his name from Predator? Like, they're basically the same. Like, the the bandana around the yeah. head. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Very much like they're 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 digging into a lot of action movie tropes, um, but in a great way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is like the Expendables. Totally. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next you have Tech. He's the nerd of the group. Yeah. He's my favorite. Uh, super talkative. I love He's him. He's kind of the, the hacker computer guy. He can he does all of their, their technical stuff. He's the one that's gonna say, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a well of both useful and useless information. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's a he's a fun one. Uh, you have Crosshair. He's the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Really good with a sniper rifle. You need one of those in your team. Obviously. Uh, you have Wrecker, who is exactly what his name. He's the he, Incredible Hulk he's of a tank. This, this group. He is. He likes violence. <laughs> but not heights. Um, 
not hides. <laughs> he he he, uh, he enjoys violence, and he's funny. Um, he's violently funny. She's violently funny. Funny. And then you have the newest group uh, member of the group, uh, Echo. So right. this ties into where we were introduced to the Bad Batch. Yes. Uh, in the the basically the first arc of the last season of Clone Wars is when we get. Ba- the the Bad Batch are called in to rescue Echo, who was captured by the Separatists and basically plugged into a computer, and his brain was used as an algorithm to predict Republic tendencies, strategies on the battlefield, and gives the Separatists a leg up. They basically know what's coming. Yeah, so that was kind before. of a... I, I loved that idea that... Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't really... We, we didn't obviously know that that was how they were getting their information, but what they assumed was just because the clones you know they're all clones so they're they're just doing the same shit over and over again like they all have like eventually the computers of the separatist army like they all just sort of figured it out like they figured out the algorithm that like oh they can just predict so they needed more unpredictable people to help them which would be the bad batch because they're they're not your average clones um yeah, no, and and that that was a great way to start the very clever start that season, and it's 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 really disturbing and macabre. I mean, he he's been turned into a cyborg. Yeah, he's 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 legitimately half droid now. He, yeah, he's his kind brain of brain was being oh, used yeah. as a computer. Yeah, it's um, and it causes him great it anguish. Very dark, very dark <laughs> way like, to start. Oh my! The final season, I was like, oh, I know. I was like, oh, we're here, and and okay. so by the time we get. To the end of that arc, they've rescued him. They've uh, they've won the Battle of an Access. When when we see him, Echo joins. You get this great moment between um, Rex and Echo. Yeah, and Echo just he. You can tell he's just he's pale. He's he's had his brain put into a blender, and yeah, he does not look better days. good. And and Rex kind of comes up to him and explains, uh, you know, you know where your your place is, and if you think it's, if you think it's with those guys, I gotta tell you, like they're the some of the best guys I've ever fought with. You should go with them. Yeah. And and Echo does. And yeah. He, and thus uh, begins. It, it's just kind of a cool finding finding your place story amidst yeah. all of the. Mm. All of the the, the the heaviness you see, he finds a, a place as kind of an odd duck with this group of odd ducks, and uh, so we'll see what happens. And even as and, his and story I'm continues. I'm I'm it would be weird. Well, no, I don't think it would, it would be weird, but I think it's it's probably pretty safe to say because that's basically where we leave the Bad Batch, if I remember right. You don't really see them again. Yeah, no. And, Echo walks off with them, and yeah, that's and then, the end of, yeah, that's the end of their, their arc. arc. So. Um, we don't really know how the Bad Batch deals with Order 66. So I feel like that might be the jumping off point for the show. Just in yes. knowing if it actually did affect them. Maybe just because they're, they're you know, some, uh, they, they're they not like your average clones. So maybe they're, they're, um, the, the chip that's in their head is defective too or something. So they don't conform with the, the Order 66. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how they handle that 
Um, well, and it can be assumed from everything they've released about it thus far that they are serving the Empire at the start of this right this show. So yep. we know at least whether the chip worked or not, they are basically getting a tryout as an Imperial death squad. Yeah. Really, uh, like, conf- yeah, it's <laughs> that's such an interesting way to to start this sort of because they are heroes, but like you know, but they're fighting for the empire. Wow, yeah, right. Very, and very and what ends up happening, yeah. and they they've broached on this a little bit in, in some other uh, canon stories, but the clones eventually get phased out, right, for regular stormtroopers, and I wonder if something the bad batch does further accelerates that process oh, or prompts like the or prompts point. Tarkin and whoever mm. else at the top of the empire. We all know like, that Filoni loves filling in those little gaps in the right. storyline. I I I bet you're right on the money. Like he's going to cuz nobody's ever really explained why they were phased out. We just just assumed like, oh yeah, now we got the, yeah, the newer the, model and they're much better. There but. were some legends explanations and the the fact that you know they they there's a practical standpoint of of they have accelerated aging, so right. you're constantly having to reproduce them. Replenish. Which is... Expensive. D- difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what the inciting incident will be, or if it was... If they'll, if they'll go really dark and be like, uh, the Bad Batch participated in uh, Order 66, or... Yeah. And and they have to Oof. kind of live with that, Woo! and that's what kind of drives them away from that. Will be dark, um, if that's it from the Empire. But uh, but that's where we left them. Echo joins them, and and we this will be the next time we see them. And a lot has quote unquote today happened, happened. when we watch um, the show. <laughs> and the series again. The, these are kind of minor spoilers, but you know this if you've watched, seen any of the trailers that. Saw Guerrera is present. Oh, yeah. So you already mm-hmm. start to see the the seeds of him, a much younger Saw Guerrera, mm-hmm. starting the seeds of rebellion really right after the Empire overthrows the Jedi. And we are going to see him. Or is that not confirmed? Are we going to see him in the uh, that other show? Oh, God. With Rogue One Man? Oh, uh, Andor? Yeah. Oh, in Andor? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure... Based on Rogue One, I'm not sure Cassian knew has him. Ever, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's totally. I don't think valid, they'd yeah. ever run into each other, so I don't think Probably so. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but then you have. Oh, I just love I Rogue One so much. It's I'm just, so excited about that. You guys, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's a really good show. Really good Gosh, movie. Dang it! Like it, it, it. Yeah, it's it's so great. And then again in the trailer, we see Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. You remember mm-hmm. the rifle woman, bounty hunter from the first two seasons of the Mandalorian. So we get to see her running in probably her crime circles. Yeah, cuz we we um yeah. we we uh this again connecting it to the the universe at large. So we're going to find out basically the I mean I assume we're going to find out that little side story that she mentioned why she was uh um why she's in trouble with what's it called? Basically, what she said in the Mandalorian. I think that they're gonna um, maybe tell that story with the re- with um, the rebellion yeah. with the Republic. Yeah, I mean, she was yeah. they, they. She's one of Jabba's top hit people, so you can't imagine she's doing a, a ton of good stuff <laughs> to earn that reputation. 
Probably not. Um, so yeah, do you think that she's going to be a uh, protagonist or antagonist in this show? Neither. Neither. Somewhere in between. I mean, we might view her yeah. through the lens of protagonist because she. We see where she, she helps ends the up. Bad Batch. Maybe, you know, once the Empire turns on them, mm-hmm. they they encounter her at some point, and she helps kill some people, and yeah. she's useful. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm super excited to see her in in a yeah. animated form. That's gonna be really fun. And I mean, I, and, we don't have to talk about it at um, great length, but I'm actually curious too about the um, uh, outside of the Bad Batch. Um, so the the next arc that they go um, in the last season that we really haven't talked about yet is the um, the two scoundrels um, yes. on Coruscant. Um, in was it sixteen sixteen? Is that what they're the section of the city? Uh, thirteen that in? thirteen. Thirteen thirteen. There you go. Which is a which, cute reference which... to a video game that got canceled. A <sighs> um, video game we were we should have had <laughs> deprived of. Damn it. Which which was morphing into a Boba Fett game. Could you even? Ugh. Yes, yes. I will finish your sentence. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah, yes. I did. I did yeah, imagine. We it, did, and, and we got I robbed. It but um, so badly. But yeah, so I th- this this felt like like it because yeah, Bad Batch. I mean, like I immediately even after the first episode, I was like, oh oh, they're very clearly because I was like. This feels like at first I was like, this is such an interesting start to the the last season um, because it felt like they were basically introducing a new show. Like this was a pilot episode for a, a completely different show. Um, yeah. I mean, it obviously relates to the story of the Clone Wars because they're in the Clone Wars, obviously. But um, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, so this to, next tra- arc, I was just like, oh, here's another show that they're going to be doing a pilot episode for. Um, Trace and Rafa, Martez, yeah. and right, but that's something we haven't had announced yet. So I'm curious whether or not maybe they'll show up in the Ahsoka show, or if they're going to have their own show. Well, or... so the, the the Ahsoka show takes place around the time of the Mandalorian, right? So significantly so that's, later. That's decades later. Yeah, I mean, I guess so these, I these think, ladies yeah. could be, you know, older. <laughs> they could show. be, but I think it it might be more likely that they show up in the Lando series. That makes a lot more sense or, to me. Or sure, and or sure. that timeline or... wise that yeah. because they do it did don't they they kind of make that clear in this arc that they that they did have a run in with Lando at some point right or I I don't remember but just because they they get they get thrown into the turf war with the Pikes and Crimson Dawn right and, and moving yes. moving the like that's the all very whatever, solo yeah. Calrissian so if we do see the Martez sisters uh, in live action I imagine that's kind of where they'll exist that feels right but i mean obviously but that arc right. was more the, or less just to like a jumping off point tell the audience that the the overall view of the jedi from the public is very complicated it's not like there yeah. is no like good side sure. bad side everybody's just like oh yeah well whatever <laughs> and and i think that's what not to get on a tangent but i think that's what high republic is is kind of doing really well in differentiating from from yeah, normal was, Star Wars, in that, that the Jedi yeah. are revered and are widely known. You know, people interact with them. They they have a significant mm-hmm. presence in daily life. Right. To where at the point we we get to around Clone Wars, and really the degradation of the Jedi Order 
they, they there's a hubris right unintentional but there's a hubris there's a there's less of them so they're unable to handle all the problems and then people become jaded right by them yeah so uh very interesting dynamic yeah the, the, this this final season obviously had enough material to spawn bad batch but it's definitely planted the seeds of of plot lines that are going to last for quite a while yeah it just it it all it all felt um it all felt very calculated i mean in, in the best way you know what i mean not like 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 i could see all the bells yeah, and whistles a, and the, the wheels turning and stuff yeah. like that yeah. but but like um because nothing about it was really um like oh i knew this was coming because right um i mean <laughs> obviously you know we all know how order 66 ends you know but um uh <laughs> but yeah it just it, it felt like when there when you saw a choice being made in the show you're like oh this feels very purposeful like they hire these specific mm-hmm. actors because they know that they're going to use them later for some weird reason or i i, I yeah i don't know it's hard to say but and and thank God that we have, you know, we have the Marvel version of Kev- Kevin Feige now. We've got right. the Filoni verse because I trust that yeah. man. <laughs> I We've... I am so blown away by. I mean, he's just his like innate understanding of his of knowledge Star Wars, is unbelievable. Is. Uh, so we are in yeah. good hands, thankfully. Allstate. Um, we are not sponsored by yeah. Allstate. Yeah. Also, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the um, the High Republic comics so much. I highly recommend them. The first four issues are out, and the fifth issue comes out. Uh, I think in the High middle Republic. of May. But um, yeah, yeah, the High Republic comics, uh, which are uh, made by Marvel, but. Also, there's another line of comics called the the High Republic yes. Adventures that IDW um, is making, and those are also fantastic. It's just like really, really cool to see to see the Jedi in a way that we've never seen yeah. the Jedi before. Uh, I we um, this will require yeah. a separate episode, but there needs to be uh, a discussion about the of where the Darth Vader comics have just gone. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, right. Yep. No, yeah. we're absolutely going to talk about that. lit the internet ablaze over the last oh, couple of days. I'm not even going to spoil it. God. We'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, just all you need to know is that the newest issue of the Darth Vader comic Darth that Vader came number out, 11 uh, will live in infamy. <laughs> did it come out on the 27th I, I or know, 28th? Yeah. Uh yeah, anyways, uh <laughs> really Really big uh, info drop. I'll just in say that. this: if so... you if you were one of the conspiracy theorists who thought the sequel trilogy was being erased, that's not like, true. Uh, <laughs> quite the reverse. Again, they are they are trying so hard to clean up shop. Yeah. Quite the reverse. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Clean it up. We want the but, company um... impressed. Uh, May the fourth <laughs> should be a federal holiday. I think you're right. And it we should all be paid. Should. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Paid in wow. lightsabers and holocrons. Well, <laughs> is there anything else that you you two need to say? Before I have things. We that, uh, plenty of things I say need bye to bye say. Bye. Yeah. You're not going to no. say them, okay? Because none of them are Star right. Wars related. 
Oh, I see. I see. All the crowns and light. Well, um, thanks. Yeah, thanks for celebrating May the Fourth. Uh, we hope that you're uh doing doing something fun and Star yeah, Wars. Tell us what you maybe. guys are doing for your May the Fourth. Yeah, and if you have you know money burning holes in your pockets, there's like every single company that makes Star Wars stuff is doing yeah. May the Fourth yeah. deals. Or you so can just give I, it to us. <laughs> That's true. Literally need to like freeze my credit cards because, yeah, Dangerous. Hasbro is, yeah, a whole vintage line of action figures and there's a uh, there's a new helmet mm. that I really want. Anyways, I'm not I, I might buy myself something. Yeah, yeah and honestly, want. I bought that helmet like you know, like oh this is a cute thing that'll sit. I I have used that helmet <laughs> a number of times. <laughs> And it, it sparks joy. Okay, that's all. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. We need more absolutely. of that. So we, we love we Star do. Wars. We love all of you for for and listening. Buckle up because we're doing we're, we're doing our uh, Bad Batch recap. Yes. Once this, buckle this up, puppy kiddos. gets rolling, so yes. uh, watch along with us. Catch up with Clone Wars if you haven't, or just listen to this episode and get the Reader's Digest. Yeah. Version. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks so much for listening. This is Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. I'm Dino Nicandros. May the Force be with you. Always. That's no moon. <laughs> it's a space station. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Such a dummy. Uh, okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.